welcome back, everybody, to the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and of course, I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Darian Smith. Yo, yo. Guys, hey, it's official now. You know, the last episode we uh, dropped was our like emergency podcast, basically stating that Trent Dilfer was going to become UAB's next head football coach. And, of course, that did happen officially on Wednesday, November the 30th, where Trent Dilfer was announced as the seventh head coach for the UAB football program. And this episode, you know, Darren and I wanted to just kind of follow up and just kind of talk about, I really just kind of analyze Trent Dilfer's first moves that he's made in this past week, um, or really half week, um, you know, since he's officially been on the job at UAB. And also kind of give our thoughts on the uh, UAB football program as a whole, you know, talking about like where we are in relation to uh, everybody else, um, especially in the New American, uh, where UAB is at in the NIL world, what's going on there. Um, but a lot to get into. Darren, um, let's just kind of first, um, well, before we get started, <laughs> a little podcast business. If you are not subscribed to the Blazer Victory podcast, go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Wherever you're listening to us, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever, go ahead and subscribe to BVP to make sure that you do not miss any future episode. Darren, you know, the last episode we did was probably our <laughs> most downloaded episode that we've ever had in the history of Blazer Victory Podcast. Uh, so congratulations uh, to you, man, because I'm, you know, I'm so glad we wanted to go ahead and do that episode Episode late. Uh, was that Tuesday evening? Uh, Emergency. During- <laughs> emergency hey it was emergency man and also folks didn't know we were dealing with some severe weather in the area while we did that podcast so uh you know kind of had to have our phones uh monitoring the weather as well but we hopped on because we were getting so many phone calls dms saying hey this is legit you know trent dilfer is about to be the be the next uab football head coach and of course he was officially announced on wednesday november 30th so Darren, you know, congratulations, uh, you know, for you and to me, uh, to Blazer Victory Podcast, kind of taking this thing to the next level. We appreciate all of our listeners for downloading that episode. If you if you have not, definitely go back in your feed and download that emergency podcast where we, you know, kind of help break the news that UAB is going to officially uh, hire Trent Dilfer as their next head football coach. And uh, again, shout out to Steve Irvine for getting that tweet <laughs> when he sent out that tweet that. Uh, you know, it kind of just spiral things uh, and move things very, very quickly. Uh, so yeah, Steve, Steve, Steve set it all in motion. <laughs> <laughs> the wizard himself, definitely. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the press conference, Darren. So he had his press conference Wednesday. Um, overall, you know, I try not to read too much into press conferences because, I mean, honestly, yeah. you know, these coaches come in and they all kind of say the same thing, you know hip, hip, hooray, you know, I'm going to change to take this program to the next level, yada, yada, yada. But I will say, I thought Trent Dilfer was really real. You know, he he was very real with, you know, it just kind of, because I think he knew there were, there were going to be people in that room um, at right. the press conference or watching that were going to, you know, kind of question marking him for hiring a, you know, quote unquote, high school coach. Um, but I, I got to hand it to Trent Dilfer. I thought he uh, commanded the room very well. Um, I, I felt like he said what needed to be said. Um, and what really got me pumped is that, you know, he said that he thinks UAB can compete in the college football playoff. Now, you know, some people might be rolling their eyes, but 
hey, when this thing is going to be officially expanded to 12 teams in 2024, that is definitely going to open up the uh, floor to a, uh, you know, an American League champion to get in that playoff uh, as the top six, uh, you know, com- top six ranked conference champion. So UAB definitely does have a legit chance at making the college football playoff if they can win their uh, win their uh, conference in a couple years. So, I mean, that was a bold st- statement to make for Trent Dilfer, but hey, I- I'm all aboard. Yeah, and I and I like that because it's going to take belief. It's going to take belief from from the start. And if right. what are we what are we going through all of this for if we don't even believe that why why are why should we be the program to put a cap on what we can do? I'm imagining that stadium full. Why will it be full? Because we're undefeated, right? Can you mm-hmm. imagine an undefeated UAB team? We're in Birmingham, um, hot, hot bed for football, college football, you know, um, NFL experience coached. We're, we're the hottest thing. We're, we're what UCF did a couple years ago. You know, we're mm-hmm. what Cincinnati did. We can do the same thing here, but people have to believe that. And, exactly. And they believe the belief transfers into the 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 offseason program, the workouts, is the belief that's built. Then you start to recruit with that belief. And um and then you start to play with that belief. You have expectations. That's the idea I like to hear that. And I and I do appreciate the realness because one thing I don't like when some um school administrators or officials they want almost like propaganda. For their school, I wouldn't want that. I would want the truth. I want you want real coverage of your team. You want people to be engaged. You want real questions to be answered. Now, you don't want disrespect. (laughs) You know, you don't want just negativity. No, don't know who wants a a a cloud. Who wants a media outlet that's a cloud? We're not here to be a cloud. We're here to promote UAB athletics and um, talk about it in a real, real way. That is what we're here for, and we want to shine a light on these guys and and promote the positive they do. With that being said, I do appreciate that connects back to the realness that he spoke with about his experience and how he plans to overcome. He didn't dodge it. (laughs) You know, that's something to be Mm -hmm. said. He went straight to it. He ran to it, didn't dodge it, and and he spoke on how he – he planned to overcome it, and what he didn't know, he was going to hire people that were smarter than him, that knew the state, that knew recruiting, and they and what they didn't know, they were going to figure out. And I can respect that. That's not running from yes. it. That's running to it, and that's putting. At least he has a plan for it, and he's uh, not afraid to talk about it. I respect it one hundred percent. No doubt, and honestly, too, you know, Darren, you mentioned like a UCF or Cincinnati. I think. A rather real example that UAB fans can look towards is is what Tulane did this year. I mean, exactly. you know, you've got a program that, I mean, hasn't done anything. Uh, no offense to Tulane, been like twenty years or so, and here they are, you know, coming off of a four or five win team, whatever they were last year, and they come in and go freaking ten and two, and like they've got Yeoman Stadium like packed for their conference championship. You cannot tell me that UAB can't do the same thing, if not more. Like, exactly. you, you know what? Tulane has, you know, fought in New Orleans. I mean, of course, you know, the majority of fans in New Orleans are, 
our LSU fans or they're just Saints fans. You know, they don't really have a, uh, you know, a team they pull for and at the collegiate level. And you've got so many fans in the in the New Orleans area, like hopping on board with Tulane, like UAB can do the exact same thing. Of course, we know we have a, a lot of UAB diehard fans. Because you guys are listening to the podcast, Blazer Victory Podcast, right now. We know you guys. We talk to you guys at the games. But also, there are a lot of Alabama-Auburn fans that are sort of checking in to see how UAB's doing. And, I mean, let's face it, Darren. You know, they see UAB go up to LSU and get whooped. They see UAB go up to Georgia and get whooped. Like, I think Trent Dilfer is a coach. I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know if he can do it year one. I hope he can but I think this is a guy that has the confidence, has the swag. Yes, I said swag. Yep. To help take UAB to the next level and start to win some of these very important non-conference games. We're throwing. Of course, we still want to be conference champions. I mean, that's still going to be the goal. But he's going to want to try to get some of these, uh, you know, Alabama Auburn fans to start really keying in and paying attention to UAB. And he's going to bring an exciting brand of football to UAB. I think, you know, we're, we're, you know, kind of get to go get away from that, you know, run the ball play action. No, you see what Tulane, I mean, Tulane was a team that ran the triple option under Willie Fritz. And yes, they still run the ball a lot, but by God, they sure do love spreading it around and running some spread offense and throwing it out to the, those talented wide receivers. And you cannot tell me that UAB can't do the same thing that this two-lane program has done this year under Willie Fritz. Right. Do the same thing and do do it better. And um, do it better, yes. It's it's a it's a blueprint out there. It's been set, you know, that it's been going back for a while. I remember Boise State, you know, coming yeah. out of nowhere, beating Oklahoma, the guy. Uh, Ian Connor, so I believe that's his name, proposing to his girlfriend. I remember all of that. You know, UAB, we have that potential. We have the facilities now. We have the stadium now. It's mm-hmm. nice in there, man. Man, if we can pack that thing out because of what the team does, because of what the new identity, you know, it's not just, I don't believe it's going to be defense. You know, hopefully we just win conservatively anymore. Mm-mm. You know, um, and and won't be able to win big games. Like, um, I think there's gonna be a real branding change, a real identity change. Uh, just what? But the major thing is, it's a belief change. That that right. is what needs to happen at its core. I would. This is gonna be a hot take, but you 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 mentioned those Alabama Auburn fans, but you know, a lot of those people have never been to a game. In Alabama, mm-hmm. Auburn, because it's so elite, right? Like it's the tickets can be expensive, right? You know, it's traveling, and the games they can't afford to go into is like, I mean, it's against. I mean, no offense to these programs, but like an Austin P or yes, you know, like it's a, a blowout team. money game, right. exactly. So, I would, I would now. This is something to ponder on. I know UAB fans. I'm part of the fabric. I know we're so used to having to fight, right? It's all the the UABBOT screwing us in this. I would challenge that that we start kind of moving away from that, right? Into let's we're going into the American. We have different goals. We're not here to fight fight that anymore. You know, we're here to to get to the playoffs. 
Mm-hmm. We're here to win championships. I had I had a coworker that I used to work with. He listens to the pod all the time. Brian Meyer. What's up, Brian? Um, big time Alabama fan. You know, I got to talking to him. He started dibbling and dabbling in UAB football. But I didn't come at him like, oh, you know, you Alabama fan, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's sometimes I feel like we tend to do that. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do that, guys. Like, let's just talk to him. Let's let's recruit fans. That mm-hmm. Trent Dipper is out there recruiting. He's he's offering the whole Lipscomb High School. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> Trent Dipper is he's out there, and he got you know he got his staff out there recruiting already. I'm seeing offers being thrown around. You know, maybe we can do the same, man. These people, like I said, they ain't, they don't have a real connection. Come, come on to UAB. Come, let me show you. We're we're building something. We're we have built a lot, but we're still building. It's one thing to jump on a team that has something already built. You're just another person there, but come be a part of this fabric where you are appreciated because you're actually every fan is actually a part of the building. Come on, come on, be a part of something special. So when we when we reach that pinnacle, you have a brick in that road. You did something for the team. You know, you helped build it. You can say, I remember when we used to just be this, but now we're that. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's come on. I would say let's recruit that. Let's get away from that. Uh let from that fighting and all that kind of push people away. We're gonna recruit people here, just like Trent is recruiting everybody. And kind of speaking on the same sense of, you know, you talking about bricks, like I really love during the press conference where you know, he he gave kudos to, you know, of course, Bill Clark and also Brian Vincent. You know, he's he said in his in, in the presser that, you know, the foundation is set. You know, mm-hmm. he, he kind of described it as a as UAB football being a house like the foundation of the house is there. All he's going to try to do is to, you know, just kind of, you know, decorate it and uh, just make improvements, remodel it and, you know, make it something to be even more attractive. And, and I, you know, definitely look forward to, you know, seeing Trent Dilfer uh, do that uh, here on the South side. Um, but I, I definitely like that. And I also, Darren, I, I love the fact that, you know, he's, he's really given, you know, respect to Bryant Vincent. Like, you know, he, you know, he said in the press or he said, you know, when Bryant Vincent is still the coach until the, you know, through the bowl game and he's going to go to Bryant and just say, Hey, you know, is there anything that I can help you with? You have a project going on, yada, yada. I can help, you know, help you with it. Like, but conversely, like, I just want to talk a little bit about how Bryant Vincent and uh, the staff, you know, I, I think they've handled this very well. Um, you know, rumor has it that, uh, you know, when, when Trent Dilfer first met with the team, you know, Bryant Vincent, uh, before handing it off to uh, Trent Dilfer to speak, he, you know, just reconfirmed the guys that, hey, I've got you for a couple more weeks. But after that, you're going to be in great hands, you know, with Trent Dilfer. Like, can that's just, you know, I respect that, Darian. Because, you know, uh, yes. I, I mean, this was a man that was in a finalist for this job to take the interim tag off and become a permanent job. And he's just still sitting here like, I, I just respect that. And that just shows you how great of a person Bronk Vincent is. And I I know he's going to land somewhere after that. You know, if he if he's not retained on the UAB staff somewhere, I I, I am very confident knowing that. Hey, Bronk Vincent and these other guys, they're going to find somewhere real quick uh, to land their feet. 
Yeah, yeah. Big props to BV, man. Just how he had to take the job under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. How he received um, a lot of criticism from fans and us alike um, in the beginning. How he continued to fight through it and grow. Even even though losses, close losses, heartbreaking losses, he continued to grow as a coach. And we spoke on it on the pod a lot. That's the thing that I'm most proud of the man, you know, that he was able to continue to grow his pedigree as a head coach. And by the end of the season, we were all like, we wouldn't mind if he removed mm-hmm. the interim tag. Like, let's be clear about that. We we were okay with that, you know, and um because because right. of that said growth, man, I saw timeout management, I saw I saw um, adjustments, you know, I saw willingness to trust the quarterback and get creative. I saw I saw me personally, I just saw a lot of growth in what he did, and um he deserves to be a head coach, man. I think he that does. was his. I think that was his trial by fire. That was the experience he needed. I am confident that he can lead a program and lead them to winning seasons. You know, um, he's young. The best thing, best quality he has is this ability to connect to connect to players. He finds a way to motivate them, and they love him. Mm-hmm. You saw how the players pined for him. So big shouts out to uh, BV and the staff, man. They uh, – they may even though through all this tumultuous, if you would have told us we would have had the record of six and six, well, I'd be like, oh, nothing would have been great about that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But just looking back and seeing how everything went and see how just seeing how he grew and how he fought through, he made us proud. He made us proud. Even even when we gave him hell, he still continued to just work. So major, major props to BV and the staff. Definitely. And also, too, you know, I as of recording this podcast, there have UAB has only lost two recruits like, you know, honestly, Darren, you know, we were talking after all this happened that, you know, hey, we were (laughs) worried that we were about to lose a lot of, you know, we're about to get a bunch of decommitments. We're about to see a bunch of, you know, players uh, say they're going to enter the transfer portal. And I know. The transfer portal officially opens up uh, Monday morning when you guys are probably listening to us. So we'll have to uh, kind of monitor and see actually what happens. But so far, man, I, I think the guys are going to give Trent Dilfer a chance. And yes. again, that goes back to, you know, them trusting uh, BV and, you know, him just saying, hey, I've got you for a couple weeks, but you are going to be in great hands to get, you know, just give Trent Dilfer a chance. And, and also going back to the presser one more time, Trent Dilfer didn't say anything about, he's going to be looking immediately into the transfer portal. No. What did he say, Darren? He said that he was going to re-recruit the current roster. And that is vital, vital that he is doing. He knows he sees, he's in the presser. He said that he saw the hurt in the guy's eyes. I mean, this team, rallied around Bront Vincent. The players, you know, wrote a letter to Ray Watts begging him and Mark Ingram to, you know, please meet with them so they can, you know, explain their case for Bront Vincent. These kids love Bront Vincent. And that says something about the uh, integrity and the man that Bront Vincent is. But 
for Dilfer recognizing this and saying, hey, forget the portal. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll get some players from the portal, but forget the portal right now. I'm just focusing on helping Bryant Vincent and his staff get ready for this Bahamas Bowl game and getting to know these players one-on-one to basically re-recruit them. Yeah, and it's so funny, right, because it was um, expected of this mass exodus of players mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. But I'm looking around, and I'm looking at other programs. I'm looking at Clemson. You know, they, they're losing players right now. I'm I'm looking at all of these Indiana all of the all of these other programs that that they they have been having the mass that's that's where I've been seeing the mass exodus. Yep. Looking at UAB, I see score tweet. I'm ready to work. You mm-hmm. know, ready to work. I'm I'm seeing TJ Jones. I'm seeing all of these guys like excited, excited. So it's one thing to recruit in the portal, but a lot of teams that's recruiting recruiting in the portal. They probably lost seven of their guys. Mm-hmm. So all we all we seeing is, oh, they signed this guy from here. They signed this guy from here. Yeah, because they lost. <laughs> but that's the thing. Trent decided to, I'm going to recruit this team. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Fish McWilliams or I didn't see D-Mac or Jackson Braddon or I, I didn't see any of these guys hop in the portal. I didn't see – I. Didn't see almost anybody, you know, and I think the guys that that did pop in the portal, they had already quit, <laughs> so that it really didn't count. Like they weren't they weren't going to play anyway. So let's just be honest, you know, uh, we already had talent at that position. Um, mm-hmm. so, but um, yeah, so like that really didn't count. He didn't. So in my eyes, he hasn't. I know. I know the portal and all that is tricky, but he hasn't even lost anybody yet. When I'm looking, I'm looking at the landscape, and I'm seeing guys into the portal like crazy. That is impressive, and that shows you that he has been a man of his word. That shows you that he respects the players. Everybody look. Everybody look at it as coach. And grown man, adult, and they look at players as kids or whatever, but respect is mutual. Yes. And you have to show respect and you have to earn respect. The guy went and watched so much film on them before he even had the job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He he knew players and their names, their positions, and their skill set. And he got familiar with them as much as he could already before he had the job. Then you go in and you acknowledge their hurt, you know, and you put that at ease and you earn their respect. You don't say, you don't come in with the tough guy attitude, like, if you don't want to be here, don't. We finna do something. No. Mm -hmm. He's taking his time. He's respecting Brian Vincent. He's acknowledging the player's hurt. He's asking how can he serve the players and how he plans to integrate them and use them that is important. That's a man of his word, and that is very impressive to me because a lot of coaches come in with that tough guy act, and they, they're fired in two years. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> – hey, he came in, and he said he, he just wanted to show the guys that, you know, just love. I think that was his statement. You know, he just wants to show that they, you know, that they, they are loved and they are, um, you know, cared about. Um, but real quick, before we move on, I, I'm pretty sure we hit on – most of the things that were important in regards to the press conference. But, I know, hey, I know we've got a lot of players that listen to this podcast. 
I know you guys are listening right now. Please do not just jump into the transfer portal. The grass, what was the saying? The grass isn't always greener on the other side. Guys, there are so many people that players that enter the transfer portal. So many. Give the man a chance. Just give him, hey, you can enter the portal later. Give him a chance. Get to meet him. See what it's all about. If you still decide, hey, this just ain't going to work for me, then enter the portal. But don't just, right when that portal opens up Monday, throw your name in. Because... yeah, go and ahead. Don't, and don't do it without a plan. At least, please. At least talk to somebody where you have some offers, man. Because I saw the stats mm. on how many guys. I wish I had that tweet pulled it, up. It ain't pretty. I think is it like a fourth of them? Only a fourth of them actually end up somewhere. Right. Like, like they actually it's crazy. End up getting scholarships. Do mm. not throw away your future just thinking I'm him. I'm that. I'm that guy. Guess what? That guy that ended up transfer portal, that high school player, that Juco player, they all think they're him. They all think they're the guy. <laughs> Everybody mm-hmm. is that guy. You know what I'm saying? Listen, hey. we all we there's not a hundred Bryce Youngs, you know? That's not mm-hmm. that's not that's not it. There's not a whole bunch of Caleb Williams going around, dog. Just fertilize the grass where you at. And you make it greener if you're unhappy. But like like you said, alluded to, if that is the the decision that you you know really ponder on, you have a plan. You know that you'll have offers out there. By all means, do your thing. Like, and we'll still support you. Right. Yeah. If it's if it's legit reason and or if it's dissension going on and you just can't get chemistry. Just make sure you have your plan. That's all. I want to see you guys win at the end of the day. So, yeah, do your thing. But it seems like Trent is making sure those guys are put at ease and he um, he is treating them with respect. And um, hopefully we don't even have to worry about that. Definitely. Well, guys, uh, Trent Dilfer has um, – it has been known that there are three coaches going to be on his coaching staff. And we'll go ahead and get into those and just just talk about them a little bit, Darian. Uh, the first one is uh, it's being reported that Trent Dilfer's offensive coordinator will be Alex Mortensen. And uh, this is a guy that he's he's been at Alabama for a long time. Um, he's been he's been at the University of Alabama since 2014 um, as, a, as a grad assistant and also 2019 to current. He's been an analyst uh, there at Alabama as well. And, and I bring this up, you know, hey. He has never been an offensive coordinator. I get it. But this is a guy that has seen so many, not only elite players, but elite offenses at the University of Alabama and how he has kind of grown to be that, especially this year, kind of one-on-one guy with Bryce Young. I mean, that's got to excite UAB fans. Like, if, you know, if he could imagine him getting his hands on um, Dylan Hopkins or, you know, getting his hands on uh, Jacob Zeno or, or, you know, if uh, Trent Dilfer brings in somebody else at quarterback, you know, from his Elite 11 Academy. Like, can you imagine him being able to help develop more and just, yeah, just develop these quarterbacks more and just imagine what the UAB offense could be? You know, we've seen glimpses, but 
I'm excited, Darren. You know, I, I get some UAB fans saying, hey, he's never been a coordinator. But so what? I mean, he has been around very, uh, you know, very elite offenses, very great offensive coordinators at Alabama. Um, I mean, I, I'm excited about this, uh, bringing Alex Mortensen uh, to the south side to be the offensive coordinator. Yes, I am, too, because he's young and he's hungry for his opportunity after being at Alabama for a total of nine seasons, um, working hands-on with Tua, Bryce Young, Mac Jones, you know, all of these guys. He's he's done it. He's he he he's familiar with the state. Nine years in the state. Mm-hmm. He's yep. familiar with the state. He knows the, um, the high school stumping ground. He knows um, elite talent. Uh, he has good relationships with coaches. He has good relationship with players. He has to. He had to step in, um, like when Bill O'Brien had COVID. He was the one that's asked to step up. He's very highly regarded um, among and well liked among circles mm-hmm. over there. That's important. I just and I really want to emphasize that the state thing. This is why this is a great hire. Y'all got to see beyond. Oh, he wasn't an offensive coordinator. Hey, man. At the end of the day, it's coaching. And it's drawing yep. up plays. Like, don't don't overrate all of the other stuff. It's it's drawing up plays. Like, <laughs> you know, like that's what he's gonna do. It's just it's co- it's football, man. And I think sometimes we put too much into it. But coaching isn't isn't that hard. I think the other business stuff that go along with it, all the administration stuff that goes along with it, that can be more difficult than actually coaching. The guy knows the stumping ground, and he is prepared for the job. You can't really ask for too much more. Those are the two major things that you want. Um, so I'm I'm happy. I'm excited about the hire, just like you are. And also, hey, a couple quick more things I wanted to note that, hey, he played quarterback at Sanford, so he's familiar with Birmingham. Um, he also played quarterback at Arkansas. But not only than the, other than that, like he – He's the son of uh, Chris Mortensen, who was a, a, a longtime NFL analyst, too. So you throw in the NFL um, in the mix. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's a home run hire as offensive coordinator. Yeah. And then, you know, Differ himself, he's going to have his hand on the offense as well. Yep. So, I mean, guys, we have a lot of NFL experience, connections, elite quarterback play elite mm-hmm. offensive minds like <laughs> this is a lot different than what we're used to and maybe you're just out of your comfort zone a little bit but open open that mind up and see how that this is a good thing and it could potentially be a great thing let's just uh have that open mind and i'm really really excited to see what they do definitely um, another guy that is uh, going to be on Trent Dilfer's coaching staff is Riley Jeffers. Uh, he's going to be the tight ends coach for UAB. I mean, this is a guy that uh, Dilfer's pulling from Ohio State. He was an offensive analyst for the yes, the, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, he was also uh, the tight ends coach under Dilfer at Lipscomb Academy. Um, but, I mean, he was also – I mean, this is a guy who was also on the FAU staff. Um I mean, so this is a guy that has a lot of experience as well. Um, but, I mean, I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. anytime, look, 
anytime you can pull somebody from Alabama and Ohio State and bring them into your coaching staff at UAB, like you've got to be excited that hey, this is this is going to work out. Yeah, because you're pulling from great programs. I don't care. Throw away whatever biases or whatever. Hey, we're talking about we're talking real here. Mm-hmm. University of Alabama is a great program, probably the best marquee program right now. Ohio State is right up there with them, mm-hmm. you know, as far as programs. And so they've been around it. They've touched it. They know it. Um, so, and it's, you know, it's a tight ends coach. So it ain't like it's just like <laughs> one of the big, but it's just cool to have pedigree. Yes within your program because this is that's the destination that's where you want to be so uh, it's it's cool to be able to have experience and draw from those areas and they can bring their pedigree down with them and hopefully instill it in at uab right and the third uh coach that i really don't see any articles i know steve or you know evan haven't written anything up um but uh, it was it was reported from 247 uh, Sports, uh, Brandon Marcello, that Grant Williams will be the offensive line coach uh, for Trent Dilfer. Um, this is a guy. I mean, he's a former NFL offensive tackle, played in the NFL for a few for for some years. Um, he was also an assistant uh, in the XFL, and also, but more importantly, I mean, he's already worked for Dilfer. You know, he was the uh, offensive line coach uh, for Lipscomb Academy uh, for a few years under Trent Dilfer. So. Hey, experience working under deal for a check, NFL experience, you know, check. And I mean, I, I, if this is 100 percent uh, going to be uh, added to the coaching staff, um, hey, Darren, I'm I'm excited about Grant Williams, too, because, I mean, that's just, hey, another guy that has NFL experience. And, you know, that's got to help recruiting. Yeah, that, that all of those that NFL experience, that's attractive, you know, those connections, that's attractive to learn from people that's been there and done that you know i love coach cam blankenship you know the uh, office oh, yeah. line coach that was under pv mm-hmm. uh, so i know that he'll be able to land somewhere somewhere good because he's a great young up-and-coming coach you know i know coach uh matt mccants he was the assistant hopefully you know matt is like my brother um hopefully matt is able to stay with the staff matt matt himself is an um uh, ex-NFL offensive tackle to play for a couple of years. I think it's a match made in heaven. He knows the terrain. Matt connects with the players really, really well. I think he can help bridge that gap. So um, hopefully, you know, Coach Dilfer is listening to the pod and be like, hey, I need, I need Coach Matt McCants. He, he is great with the players, and he has a lot of experience. He, he checks all of those boxes that Trent is looking for. So if uh, coach can stay with Grant Williams, I mean, I'd be ecstatic. Hey, this is this is real time, but North Texas just fired Seth Latrell. Oh snap! <laughs> I, I mean, didn't he just take them to the conference championship? Nah, but you know they were yeah, just stuck, they were just stuck in uh, they yeah, were stuck in that. That's a good move. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, I hate it for him, but it does kind of seem that they were that program was kind of stagnant um I, I know this wasn't on the agenda Darian, but i just had to mention I, I had an alert from uh brettman murphy that yeah north texas has moved on from seth latrell wow maybe maybe um i don't i don't understand why they kind of did it so late so late yeah like i don't know all right moving back to uab <laughs> um, <laughs> golly that is weird um yes. 
so let's let's just kind of talk about uh, Trent Dilfer and recruiting uh, for a minute, Darren. Um, what so what can Trent what can Trent Dilfer bring to UAB recruiting wise? And you know we're talking high school recruiting, portal recruiting. Um, what what in your opinion can he bring to UAB? Man, I think this is part of that identity change that I can see because Trent Dilfer is a respected any any body you talk to if they know him personally they vouch for his character they vouch for yes. what he does like how he the stuff that he said at the press conference about serving and getting down and dirty and working hard and grinding hard and then anybody and all of that they said that's really him and i've heard that from multiple people check that the nfl mind He's been to the, the he's been to the pinnacle as the lead guy. He wasn't the flashiest of quarterback. I don't and he'll tell you like he didn't have the per se. He wasn't Mahomes or any of those guys. He was more of a game manager because you have to be you have to play within your skill set. But to me, when I used to play basketball, I played basketball in high school. I knew my role. I knew I wasn't a scholarship player. I knew that like I, my, my future was in football, but I was very smart at what I did. They love having me play basketball. I set solid screens. I, I was athletic. I knew I could play solid defense. I knew my handles was limited. I knew my shot wasn't that good. <laughs> I knew where I, I you have to play within yourself. That, that shows IQ. One mm-hmm. thing that Trent Differ has is extreme IQ. He they said he breaks down film like he's a junkie mm-hmm. he's a work hard guy he's gonna put his guys in the best position that's that's why i'm so excited to see what offense him and him and chris mortensen put together um i mean alex mortensen i'm sorry it's fine that's his dad is <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i'm so excited to see what they put together because i know how tirelessly and even when he was on tv he broke down film so much and then he transferred that to Lipscomb to a national powerhouse and I want to say uh, during the emergency pod I, it was academy school so I thought Lipscomb was just like some small no he had those guys mm-hmm. nationally ranked he had those guys beating up on Thompson High School yep. <laughs> let's be clear about that like Thompson had been running stuff you know here in Alabama and he had them beating up on so he had an elite program, elite offenses in the state um, title game. They they whooped those boys. I can't even remember the score. It's a lot to a little. Mm-hmm. So, and then um, I think he's going to be able to just bring that Super Bowl ring with him. Bring that. Oh. <laughs> oh, bring, yeah. Show it off. Show that bling off. Man. <laughs> yes, bring that knowledge with him. He has the respect of. It guys on TV now, like Matt Hasselbeck, he's behind him so much. All of these, I saw a whole bunch of those NFL guys and analysts, all of those was tweeting their support of Trent Dilfer. He, oh, I forgot almost more more importantly, Elite 11 camp, he was the head guy. Mm-hmm. He touched all of those guys. He worked, he worked hands-on with those guys 20, a lot. He was the head coach there. Uh, the opening he mentioned that he uh, the opening is a big camp, a big thing. He was right there with those guys. So he has the experience. He knows what it looked like. He knows what it takes. So if I'm a parent, 
I'm trusting that man <laughs> because on every level he's succeeded in his life, you know, and he's bringing his knowledge and everything here. I'm going to say, well, he knows what he's talking about. He has a plan for him. I trust what he's saying because he has always followed through on it. That's that's his background. If I'm a parent, I'm saying, hey, son, I think this is the guy you need to go with, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that's what he brings to recruiting. I think it's so much of an identity change from what we had in the previous regime. Yeah, I mean, that's very well said. Uh, one thing that I was going to bring up that uh, we've, we've had some concerns about lately, just, just the last couple of days, bro. but it seems that uh, Trent Dilfer is offering a lot of people from his Lipscomb Academy team. <laughs> I mean, it it feels like the last four that I've seen on Twitter have all been from Lipscomb. I mean, Derek, do you see that as a concern? I mean, what let you, me what tell you talk- you, yeah, go ahead. Take let it. me tell you why I don't see that as a concern. <laughs> let's 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 go to Thompson. So everybody, we don't know Lipscomb here, right? We're we're here in Birmingham. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We know Thompson. We know Hoover. We know those guys have multiple D1 recruits, right? So we go to Thompson. They may have a quarterback, two receivers, a linebacker, uh, two corners, and um, a defensive end. And they and they may all be D1 guys on one team, right? One yeah. to go to Kentucky, one to go to Alabama, one to go to Auburn. Somebody go to Vanderbilt. Somebody will go to Samford. They'll, you know, but they are all D1 guys. My question is, so this is the team that beat Thompson, right? So they're a national powerhouse. Of course they're going to have multiple guys that can play D1 ball. They are a national powerhouse. <laughs> Offer them dudes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Offer those guys. Like, don't be, oh, man, so many guys from Lincoln. Yes, because they are a powerhouse. Offer, if you have the opportunity to get them and then create a pipeline now, please offer all of those guys because they all, if you go to their page, mostly all of them have D1 offers from P5 schools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Go look at the page. Go look at them. Go look, go check out their film. I think you'll shut up real quick once you realize, <laughs> like, oh, oh, never mind, you know. So I don't look at how many guys. If, if you have, like, IMG Academy, probably yep. the most elite known football school they always have like it seems like they have like 25 guys d1 guys you know mm-hmm. if if a, if a coach can offer the whole img academy team and they all come they did a good job so so just chill just chill out and just look at the individuals yeah. versus oh they're all from one team look at the individuals and then and then see what's up See, and yeah, I, I agree. And I just wanted to bring that up to just like, hey, if you know, if you're looking at from the outside and you're like, oh my gosh, like all these, they're all from Lipscomb. Why is he offering all his, you know, former uh, players? Um, but when you do actually do like a deep dive and you realize, oh, th- th- this guy has an offer for Vanderbilt. Oh, this was a Liberty commit. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I mean, these are some serious, you know, FBS schools. Um, and you know a lot of P five. Um, and then you, yeah, I, I agree hundred percent. I just felt that it needed to be brought up just to kind of chill everybody down, you know. But and, and let's be real, he's not offering the whole team. He might have offered what like 
eight or nine. Um, yeah. So it's it's not the whole team. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, great words there, Darian. Um, I guess that's it for Dilfer. Um, did you have anything else to add before we get into kind of talking about UAB as a pro UAB program as a whole? Um, I, I do wonder. I'm 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 not really expecting a whole lot. Portal wise, I did see that uh, Malachi Hope Bennett, a receiver from Indiana, he was coming out of high school. He was originally committed to UAB. Um, hopefully that we he entered the transfer portal. So hopefully we're able to snag him back. He's a big, tall, long, rangy um, receiver. Very, uh, he'll be a, a great asset if we could bring him back home. Um, but I don't think we'll be very active in the portal. I did see some some local guys, some guys from from some of the schools around UAB. I was wondering that maybe they'll reach out and touch some of these local guys uh, and see and you know tap in with them and see if they want to come. But hey, I'd be glad if we just get two or three guys from the portal. To be honest, uh, we don't have yeah. to get many because we're not. I don't believe we're gonna lose too many. I'm very excited that, about that. Yeah, I was going to say, the only reason I see him really deep diving into the portal is if, you know, worst case scenario, we do start to see a bunch of guys hit the portal. Then it's like, okay, well, you have to because you have to hurry up, you know, you know, and get some bodies in. Um, yeah. But that that's just that's just me thinking worst case scenario. Like, like we just alluded to earlier, Darren, I don't see many. You know, I mean, we might get a couple more um, that might be expected to hit the portal on Monday, but I don't think we'll get that, you know, kind of mass exodus, which we were um, fearing or being alluded to on Twitter or, you know, whatever. So um, I think, I think we'll be fine. So I, I agree a hundred percent. I think Dilfer will uh, do great recruiting at the high school level, which he was very familiar with not only being a head coach at the high school level, but again, running that elite 11 academy where he is seeing the top of the top the best of the best uh talent at that uh at that program right all right so moving forward uh from trent dilfer uh darian and i just wanted to talk to you guys about kind of just overall looking at the uab football program right now and i guess the first thing i want to get into is just the nil at uab um i guess how, Darren, how do we improve NIL at UAB? Because, I mean, let's face it, eventually UAB is going to have to get on board. Um, I know we've got, uh, you know, some programs that are in the works to try to get, you know, NIL support for UAB. And I, th I think UAB as a university is doing a, you know, a good job. Um, they've, you know, got one person on staff that is fully dedicated to just serving NIL. Um, but, I mean, let's face it, I mean, we're going to have to improve NIL at UAB, especially moving into the AAC. And my question to you, Darian, is how can UAB improve NIL? And I mean, and I guess, can it improve? Yes, I, I believe it. I believe it can. I do know. I was trying to think about it. I do know a lot of the guys, a lot of guys and gals around Birmingham, um, especially older they probably were graduate graduates of Auburn or Alabama so it, it may be tough to you know navigate in that sense but if we want to 
band together. I, I think this is on the fans and the community as a whole. We have to have, I'm glad to hear that you said we have somebody on on a UAB staff that's committed to, you know, just for NIL purposes. And, and it was, um, it's very encouraging to see the, the NIL collective. Mm-hmm. We have um, a group of guys that's working on it, but it's going to be very hard. I'm not, this is not my area of expertise, but I just, I know it's important, right? And if we want to keep guys like Debo, you know, or if we want to be able to, to, bring in uh, a couple of, we ain't got to have, we don't have to have a lot, but if we have a shot at a five-star, four-star guys, I think it's important that, hey, you know, we have a precedent of NIL deals. We, you know, see, I see Jelly getting a couple mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. I, you know, I think Debo maybe. Um, I think it's important that we engage with businesses um around i'm not sure who's the rich guys around here you know if somebody know they can let me know (laughs) 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 i can see can see if we can get those connected up right Uh, but yeah we have a lot of opportunity we have a lot of businessmen here um we have a lot of uh we have a lot of fans that uh or a lot of alumni that's graduated that's going on to be very successful in their careers millionaires and whatever they can they can put back into the program you know that's going to be important going forward and um it'll be good to have multi-million dollar stash yearly mm-hmm. you know that we can that we can use how does that actually form i don't know i just know <laughs> i just know what it'd be good and um you know it'll be cool to learn how to how to do that but um, I think it, I think it's important for the growth of this program, and if we want to get to that destination. Yep, I, I agree, Darian. And obviously, I'm no expert on NIL either. Um, you want to talk about, you know, scheme. You want to talk about uh, other stuff. You know, I, I know both of us are uh, a lot better when it comes to stuff like that. But I do want to say, in regards to NIL, I do think it will be improved. However, I I think it's just going to take time. I think, you you know, you talk to a lot of fans, you talk to a lot of people in the Birmingham community. And I mean, this is all so new because for the longest time we were told paying a student athlete for the, you know, for anything was wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, for the longest, Hey, you're, you're getting a scholarship. You're getting a full ride. That should be enough. No, like, Nowadays, it is not only acceptable to pay somebody for the name, image, likeness, it is encouraged. So I think it's just going to take time. You know, I I know time is of the essence, but the longer it goes, the more people are going to become uh, more. What am I trying to say? uh, Just familiar or know that it is acceptable to do this. Know that it's, hey, it's no longer a bad thing. Like it is encouraged and this is going to be needed to help take you elevate UAB as a program to that next level in the AAC. Um, so I do think it'll happen. I think it's just going to take time because you talk to a lot of people in the community and they're just like still kind of hesitant about it They're Even though it's 100% legal, they're still like, 
well, I just don't want to get the school in trouble or I don't want to get that player in trouble. I'm just still, you know, concerned about it. So I think it's just going to take time. Um, but in regards to uh, how can it be improved, I think it's just going to be more education, you know, have more. Yeah, good uh, yeah, just have more, you know, talks with a donor, with the donor base, more talks with the Birmingham community and just say, hey, this is acceptable. This is OK. Hey, we've got a compliance team that works full time on this. We've got a staffer that works full time on NIL. It is OK. So I just think it's it's just going to take some time. And, yeah. and and honestly, too, like a lot of people are kind of stretched thin right now, you know, in regards to. Uh, season tickets, uh, donating to the school. I mean, I, a lot of people are just stretched pretty thin right now. But I do think as UAB gets more graduates, as you as UAB gets more casual fans interested in the program to see what's happening at Protective Stadium, I think more people are going to want to get engaged and they're going to want to, you know, help contribute to say that they were, you know, a donor for uh, this for, for to help NIL uh, at UAB moving forward. Right. That's that's why I think it's so important that we kind of switch from the the fighting. You know, the mm-hmm. we, we the diehards. We we fought. You know, we fought so hard. We get it. We don't we don't have to fight anymore. Let's let's start recruiting these. These are people, man. This is sports. At the end of the day, it's just sports, y'all. It's just sports, football basketball we can recruit like okay they they're alabama fan that's okay let's let's bring them over to the light side let's mm-hmm. show them let's show them how we get down let's let's convert them into being the die hard you know and um because i think the people that are stressing thin are the die hards it's like funny like seeing that joseph goodman article like a week or two ago when he was calling out <laughs> basketball and you know it was like hey you fussing at the if you talking about the uab fans the uab fans are there like it's like the diehards we're there it's like we have to just engage more with the community don't put so much on the fans because i see these people i see them at the games i see them at football basketball i see them buying season tickets and and donor everything like come on man like at some point it's the community Right. Um, we have to find ways to um, engage, like you said, like a casual, the casual fans. Like we have to do a better job of, and it, you know, I wish it was more marketing there. Maybe the marketing budget grows, and uh, but I think we can do a better grassroots uh, as a grassroots and just getting people to come over and. And just not just not being so hostile <laughs> as a fan base. So I, I I get I get why we are hostile because we are targeted with articles like that sometimes, and we are targeted, you know, uh, and 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 we are the little brother, you know. That's you know, uh, uh, but we are that's not us. They want that image. We ain't, we ain't nobody, little brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying we we have our own identity, and um. But we we have to believe that that's who we are, and we don't have to fight that anymore. Let's not fight for that image. We are who we are. We know that. We don't have to fight for that image no more. Let's let's bring people over to that, and and then maybe our casual fans can, you know, the casual football fans can grow into UAB fans, and they buy season tickets, and we start building this thing up, and trend to forget some. Five star Lipscomb quarterback to come, <laughs> you know, 
But before he does that, he shows that what he does with Dylan. Like, I, I'm really excited for Dylan to have. I think he's going to have a big year, you know, when, when Trent gets his hands on him. And, and then we're going to see Fred Ferrier unleashed, you know. We're going to see all these guys unleashed. So I'm, I'm just happy. And um, I know I know I went off into another another little topic there, but it just kind of hit me. It was something I wanted to just say because I'm I'm excited. I'm just really excited for this new identity, this new regime, and um, I think the fans were going to take on a new identity as well. So I'm excited. Yeah, me as well. Uh, and that kind of brings us to the last uh, topic that you know we we won't spend too long on this topic since we're uh, closing in on an hour, but. Uh, just, Darian, what are our thoughts overall on UAB football program moving forward? And the the reason we wanted to, uh, you know, talk about this, you know, seeing FAU uh, officially hiring Tom Herman, you see uh, Liberty University uh, hiring Jamie Chadwell. I mean, you know, these were some guys that were supposedly and reportedly you know, in the mix for the UAB job and just seeing these uh, peer schools, uh, you know, are them going elsewhere. Um, I mean, do you think this is like a black eye on the UAB football program or with the coaching search or what? Just give me some of your thoughts on, on this. It's definitely an eyebrow raiser. Yeah. Um, you know, we, so, but only time will really tell because, yeah. because, you know, from the outside looking in, you got these coaches that were sought after, right? Like they were hot names mm-hmm. and they won at their programs and respected. And but then we hire in quotations the high school guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm, what's going on at UAB, right? That's gonna be. I I get the skepticism. You know who else gets gets the skepticism? Trent Dilfer himself. He know how it yep. looks. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So. <clears throat> hmm, but only time will tell because now that I'm starting to come around to it, I'm like, hmm, this could have been the best hire out of all of them because of the the football mind, because of the connections. You know, he's been at the top of the pinnacle. We talked about that. So is this a genius? It's either going to be a genius move or it's, just, it's going to be a horrible move. We've talked about that already. Mm-hmm. But I'm encouraged. I'm 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 very encouraged by what I've seen lately in the direction we seem to be heading. And um I people initially would probably say, ha ha, like look look at the coaches that we got and look what y'all did. Man, that's disappointing. But the game is played on the field. Yep. The and then recruiting, we'll see what happened. Like, let's see what happened. Let's see how much of an advantage the coaches that y'all got let's just see see how much that brings you over us because i'm starting to look at it different it's always this little it's like it's not it's like a meme or it's like a little gif i don't know if you've seen the video when the guy's like help help, (laughs) the ambulance did he get Uh oh god then it's like but not for me and he pointed the gun (laughs) he pointed the gun at that's kind of i feel like how we can be it's like oh no we're hiding the good. We not mm-hmm. I'm an ambulance, but not for me, but for you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, only time will tell. But I'm I'm starting to get a good feeling about it. Yeah, me too. I, I thought that answer was good. Um, 
Now, I will say, Darian, uh, you know, <laughs> I was just scrolling through Twitter real quick, and we do have a couple more decommits. Uh, so hopefully that'll be it. But, hey, I mean, worst comes to worst. Hey, like, if we get a few more uh, decommits, I mean, you know, Trent Dilfer, he's he's going to have some guys that he can offer. So um, it'll be okay. So worst comes to worst, if we see – I don't anticipate seeing a lot more, but if we see a bunch more – Hey, we still got time. The portal is officially open Monday, December the 5th. So we will find out. Yep, we definitely shall find out what we lost the uh, the Juco offensive lineman. Was it anybody else? Uh, it was, hold on. It was him and, hold on. Probably those two junior offensive linemen. Yeah, right. it was both, both of those. Yeah, uh, Wallace uh, Unamba, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. him, and yeah. All righty. Well, that's okay. Well, hey, guys, yeah. so we <laughs> will be back probably Wednesday or Thursday, uh, one of those days for a basketball episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. Yeah, AK. Hey, he's got it going 7-1 and one on the south side, looking good. Darren and I were able to go to the South Alabama game Sunday. Looked good. Got a little nervous a couple of times, but hey, pulled out. So, seven ready to talk about it. So, stay tuned. We ready. I saw a couple of things that excited us, and um, a couple of things we can talk about, man. And um, I'm excited for this basketball team, man. It's something special. We got to get that thing. If we get that place packed out, man, yeah, it'd be oh. something special. Yeah, because it was a, it was electric with the with the crowd we had. It was about 3,800 in there. Yep. And it was times where we we were standing up and we were making noise. I'm like, oh snap! Like mm-hmm. I'm getting I'm getting this little tingly feeling. Like <laughs> it was like you know you know that feeling like you're it's something going on here. Like the environment, man. You, yeah. It's so if we get that thing <laughs> packed, oh my god. One hundred percent agree. And hey, huge game coming up this Saturday in Morgantown with UAB and West Virginia. And this game is going to be huge for UAB to possibly have a, a shot at a uh, at-large bid into March Madness in March uh, in the NCAA tournament. So definitely need this one Saturday. Um, so we will have you guys an episode to kind of preview the WVU game and get you up to speed on men's basketball. And again, that'll probably be at Wednesday or Thursday. So make sure you are subscribed to the podcast to where you don't even have to go find it. It'll just come straight to your device. But Darren, you want to go ahead and close us out, buddy? Yeah, oh, real time. I think we just offered a transfer portal guy, receiver. Hold on, hold on. Let me look. Catamounts. Is that, um, is that Western Carolina? Yeah, the Western Carolina Catamounts, yeah. Yeah, this receiver looked pretty, pretty good. Raphael Williams. Okay, okay. We, we're getting active in the portal, I see. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to <laughs> point no, that see, out. But that's how it is. Like, hey, you lose a guy or you get a decommitment. All right, well, Trent's going to go in the portal. Like, it'll be okay. Settle down, guys. It'll be okay. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm going to be real. So so the, the decommitments we lost, the, the two that, that that I was, like, uh, bummed about was the, the defensive end, mm-hmm. uh, Michael, I believe, was it Michael Turner? Is that his I name? Think so. Sounds right. That went and Chris Pearson, the yeah. the DB athlete guy. Now that, those two were ballers. Hopefully we can 
get them back in. And I, they probably had, honestly, they probably had a lot more offers coming in. And they yeah. probably was like, hey, man, why why even try? I can just roll. Because they, they were good players. But, like, I felt like those two offensive linemen, they were more like dip. Like, guys were dip. They, you know, I looked at their film. They were decent. But I don't think they were going to start over some of the guys that we had, to be honest. So, honestly, I feel like we just lost two ballers right now. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'm ready to see more uh, commitment statuses to UAB coming coming soon. Yes, coming soon to you, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, yeah, I know we got off track, but, yeah. Where we was at, we was getting ready to ride, wasn't we? Blazer Nation. <laughs> Blazer Nation. <laughs> Let's ride. Let's ride.